Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group you will find nothing but the best. We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Ann and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me as well as my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren, and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. What's up? Welcome into the pod. Harrison Wind here on a late Thursday night, early Friday morning. Draft night is in the books. An eventful draft night for the Nuggets. I'm going to give you guys the rundown here on today's show. We are presented today, of course, by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. Reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. A lot to get to on tonight's show for much of Thursday night. It seemed like Denver was going to sit out of this thing. I'll tell you why I thought that in a second. But in the middle of the second round, they trade in to number 44 with the Miami Heat, give up a future second round pick in cash considerations to draft. Bull, bull, Denver ecstatic with the selection. I think there's a lot of reasons for them to be excited about it. I'm excited about it. I give this an A. If I'm giving out a draft grade, I think this is a nice pick for the Nuggets. I'll explain why I feel that way, why Bull Bull ended up slipping all the way into the second round. He was at the draft. He was in the green room. Whoever organized the green room this year got that way wrong. Uh, He slipped further than a lot of people thought he would. This was a guy who at one point during the year was projected to go in the lottery, at one point was projected to go in the top 10, uh, but slid due to injury concerns. So I'll break it all down for you on the show today. Where I guess I'll start is a tweet I sent out a couple hours before the draft, how I didn't think Denver was going to do much tonight. They obviously came into the draft with no first or second round pick. And from everything I was hearing, it was going to be a pretty quiet draft. You know, the Nuggets, they pretty much have a full roster already, right? I've been telling you guys how Denver's probably going to run it back. They've got 11 guys under contract for next season, No, I expect most of those 11 guys to be back. And, of course, we're talking about Jamal Murray, Nicole Jokic, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, who's got the $30 million team option, but everybody expects him to return next season. Wancho, Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, Torrey Craig, Mason Plumlee, Jared Vanderbilt, and Michael Porter Jr., who I'll talk about more in a few minutes. They'll all be back next season, most likely. So Denver doesn't have... A lot of empty roster spots floating out there. There are two two two-way roster spots for next season. As of right now, we're filled 
with Thomas Walsh and Brandon Goodwin. So no openings right now there. So it really didn't make sense for Denver to take anybody in the second round if they were able to buy into it unless they really love them. And first round picks are just really tough to buy. So I thought that was a real long shot that Denver's going to be able to get into the first round. But the second round seemed like a possibility only if the Nuggets were in a position to grab somebody that they really liked. Because, you know, if you grab somebody and trade up for him in the second round, he's going to be on your roster next season. Like, Bull Bull is going to take one of those two available roster spots. One of the others I think is going to go to Vlako Chanchar. I've said that on the podcast before. So really that means Denver has like one open roster spot now. So that's how much they liked Bull Bull. They were willing to give one of their roster spots that could have gone to a potential free agent uh, to him. So Denver was only going to trade up into this thing if they really liked the prospect who was slipping. And that guy turned out to be Bull Bull. The Nuggets were ecstatic to land him. From what I was told... Denver had Bull Bull pegged as a lottery caliber player. They had him pegged in the lottery on their draft board. So when he started slipping into the second round, into the middle of the second round, the Nuggets were very aggressive in trying to trade up for him. And there are a lot of reasons for Denver to be excited. This is a guy who you guys probably know, but tips the scales at 7-2 with a knockdown three-point shot. He was a unanimous top five recruit in his high school class. McDonald's All-American, top player on the EYBL circuit throughout high school, bounced all across the country playing high school ball, graduated from powerhouse Finley Prep in Nevada. That was another thing. You saw the Nuggets make this pick, and instantly Twitter blew up. Players across the league reaching out, congratulating him. Guys on the Nuggets know who this is. It's because he's played against these guys forever, right? All these top players play against each other growing up. Bull Bull is in that group. He said on his conference call with the media Thursday that he's been playing against Michael Porter Jr. since he was nine years old. He's probably played against a lot of these other guys as well, rising up through the ranks on the circuits, AAU and high school and whatnot. So he's a known commodity. But getting back to what kind of made him into this top prospect and what he did at Oregon. 7-2 with a knockdown three-point shot, like I said. That alone is pretty rare. He averaged 21 points, 9.6 rebounds, and 2.7 blocks in nine games for Oregon this season before his season was ended with a foot injury. I'll get into the injury in a second because obviously it's the main reason he dropped He's got a seven foot eight wingspan. It's the ninth longest wingspan measured at the NBA Draft Combine since 2000. Shot 52% from three this year at Oregon. He also shot 76% from the line. He's got elite footwork, elite ball handling skills for a guy his tall. Moves incredibly fluid for a guy his size. Really strong offensive instincts, solid touch around the basket, and Like I said, he's a known commodity. He was a highly ranked recruit going to Oregon, balled out when he was healthy and playing for Oregon, and then he obviously had the injury, which ended his season and plummeted him down draft boards. But the talent, it's really undeniable. You don't see a lot of seven foot two guys who come around the block that can move like Bull Bull, that have the touch that he has, that have the hands that he has, the feet, the offensive talent, 
the three-point shot, that doesn't come around too often. So the Nuggets love to talk about how they like to target unique players in the draft. We heard Tim Connolly say that word time and time again when describing Jared Vanderbilt last year. And I'll talk about him some more in a couple minutes too because I think his injury really helped the Nuggets be encouraged that they can take Bull Bull and get him to full health if he's not right now and help him have a long career. But Bull Bull is definitely unique. One of the more unique players in this draft, one of the more talented players in this draft. Again, you just don't find seven foot two guys that can move like him and have the offensive skill, the natural innate skill and touch that he has around the basket and from three-point range. There are concerns that come with him for sure, and there are reasons why he fell in the draft. I'll get to those in a second, but let's hit a break real quick. We'll be right back. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Welcome back to the show. Harrison Wind here. Post-draft 2019, the Nuggets start the evening without a draft pick, get into the second round to select Bull Bull. 44th overall, they make that trade with the Miami Heat, give up a future second rounder and cash considerations. I love the deal. I think it's a classic Nuggets play. We've seen them take a chance on undervalued guys before. We've seen them just take a chance on talent before. Even if there's injury attached to it, whether it's a Michael Porter Jr. or Jared Vanderbilt last year, I think you can slot Bull Bull into that same category. Let's talk about his injury because it's the main reason why he fell in this thing. Like I said, this time last year, he was probably a projected top five pick. He was a blue chip prospect coming into Oregon. He did not disappoint when he played for the Ducks. Like I said, averaged 20 points, was a knockdown three-point shooter, 2.7 blocks a game, uh, just a beast defending the rim. So when he was healthy, he was great, but his season ended after nine games. And his season ended because of a stress fracture, or that's at least what he said Thursday on this conference call with the media. He had to have surgery. And as we know, big men and foot problems, that's usually a big red flag. And that's what a lot of teams felt in this draft here on Thursday night. So Bull Bull's final game from Oregon, his ninth game of the season, was on December 12th. 
He underwent season-ending surgery in January. Like I said, he said on his conference call that it was a stress fracture in the navicular bone in his left foot. I believe that's the bone right smack dab in the middle of his foot. Shams Trani reported at the time that he had two screws inserted into the foot and a bone graft from his pelvis added to speed up the healing process. Bobo was cleared at the end of May. He said he has not participated in any five-on-five drills yet. He did work out in front of NBA GMs at his pro day nine days ago. I put a video of that on Twitter at Harrison Wood if you want to watch that. Obviously, it wasn't five-on-five. It wasn't going against defense. It was just him, one-on-zero, shooting threes, dunking the ball. He looked pretty healthy from what I could tell there. Tim Connolly was asked about just his prospects of playing this season at Summer League. All of that will be determined once Denver's doctors examine him. But reading the tea leaves, this seems like a long-term play from Denver. And I'd expect the Nuggets to handle this like they handled Michael Porter Jr., like they handled Jared Vanderbilt. So right now, I'd be surprised if he played at Summer League. That could change, but just based on how the Nuggets are approaching this and how similar they're using their wording with this pick that they did with the Porter and the Vanderbilt picks, I would be surprised right now as of recording this if he played at Summer League. But Denver's okay with that because they took this play, they made this pick, with the future in mind. And we talked about this last year when they selected Porter and Vanderbilt, but Denver could afford to do that because of the roster they're bringing back. And like I mentioned a couple minutes ago, they got a lot of guys under contract coming back next season. They've got their entire rotation coming back, most likely from a 54-win team that was within a couple 50-50 plays of making the Western Conference Finals. So they don't need Bull Bull to come in and play minutes for them this year. They probably don't even need him to play minutes for them next year. They're set right now. They're too deep at every position. Michael Porter Jr.'s highly anticipated summer league debut is right around the corner. I'm starting to think he could play a significant role for this team next season. Jared Vanderbilt's chomping at the bit, so they don't need Bull Bull to play. They don't even need him to think about playing next season, you know? I'm sure he'll log a lot of time in the G League if he does play, if he is healthy enough to get out on the floor, and he'll be a long-term developmental play. Now, the foot issue for a big man, like I said, that's a big red flag to a lot of teams. I think it's probably something the Nuggets are concerned about in the back of their mind, but they're probably a little confident after what they've gone through with Porter and Vanderbilt, that they can get Bull Bull back to full health. I, I think they're confident in their medical team, which Tim Connolly called Thursday night the best doctors in the league, the best medical team in the league. I think they can look at the success they've had, and I know Porter and Vanderbilt haven't really played significant minutes. Porter hasn't even stepped on the floor in a Nuggets jersey, but I think the Nuggets can look at the success that they've had over the last year getting Porter to a place where he's fully cleared, where he says he has no pain, where he says he's feeling better than he's ever felt, where the Nuggets said Thursday that he looks like the guy that they watched play before the injuries really started to happen back in high school. And they can get Vanderbilt, a guy who had legitimate concerns about his foot heading into the draft, to a place last year where he was playing without any pain, you know, in... January, February, and the G League, and even with the Nuggets, and get those guys to a place where 
their medical outlook, at least in the short term, looks great. And they're both on track to be fully healthy next season and play. Maybe rotation minutes. So I think Denver can look at those test cases and say, okay, we can take a big guy in here who has legitimate questions about his health, rely on our doctors, rely on our rehab, rely on our strength and conditioning program, rely on the fact that we don't need Bobo like we didn't need Porter or Vanderbilt to come in here and make an impact quickly. He can kind of be off the radar in Denver. It's not like he's in L.A. or New York. The lights are a little less bright here. He can kind of be off by himself and just get his confidence back. Rehab kind of off by himself. And eventually, in a year's time, maybe later next season, he can be the guy that he was during the first part of the season from Oregon. I think that's the nugget sinking here. They look at what they were able to do with Porter and Vanderbilt. And I know you can't say those guys are like a smashing success yet because they're only a year into the league. They haven't played significant minutes yet. Porter hasn't even put on a Nuggets jersey. He will in 14 days. It's coming close. So you can't say, yeah, those guys are going to have 10, 15-year careers because they're healthy right now. But you can say that, all right, we've done this before. And we, we've taken a guy who's been undervalued and overlooked and passed up by a lot of teams because of his injuries. And we've worked them back to full health and into playing condition. So I think Denver has some confidence looking back at what they've done with Porter and Vanderbilt. And they looked at Bull Bull in a similar fashion. Here's a blue chip recruit. Here's an undervalued guy who would be taken a whole lot higher, probably in the lottery, potentially in the top 10 if he was fully healthy. Let's scoop him up and see what happens. The injuries were definitely the biggest concern with Bull Bull, the biggest reason why he fell. There's also other concerns just about his game. I talked about all the positives. There are some negatives. He's seven foot two, but he's like 205 pounds. I mean, the guy is real thin. He just doesn't really have the strength right now to defend at the NBA level, I don't think. He'll struggle there right off the bat. Nuggets will have to get him in the weight room for sure. He'll probably be in there for most of his rookie year, but he is just thin as a nail right now. But that's okay because he's 19 years old. He doesn't turn 20 until November. I mean, this guy was one and done at Oregon. He is very young. Some of the other concerns from scouts about Bull Bull, he averaged a ton of blocks at Oregon above two per game, but just defensively, can he move well enough to stay with NBA athletes? Can he switch out on a pick and roll? Is his foot speed there? Uh, there are a lot of questions about that. Just can he defend in space? Is his body going to hold up over the course of an 82-game season? Those are first-world problems for the Nuggets, though, picking in the second round at number 44 overall, right? And you have a chance to get a talent like Bull Bull. You just take his natural ability in the second round, and if it works out, great. You have another draft day steal. If it doesn't, you didn't spend a ton on this second round pick, just a future second rounder in cash. So another low-risk, high-reward pick from the Nuggets as we've seen them make time and time again over the last couple of years. Michael Porter was that at 14. Jared Vanderbilt was that at 41. Bull Bull is that at 44 overall. Let's hit another break. I'll have some final thoughts on the draft night on the other side. We'll be right back. 
the biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Welcome back to the show. Harrison Wind here, Friday edition of the pod. 2019 draft night is in the book. What seemed like it was going to be a really boring evening for Denver turned exciting in the second round when they got their hands on Bull Bull tantalizing prospect out of Oregon, 7-2, can shoot the heck out of the ball. Does come with his fair share of concerns, though. The injuries obviously are there. Any big man who has foot problems is a red flag, but like I just explained, I think the Nuggets are confident with what they did with both Jared Vanderbilt and Michael Porter that they can get him in the building, get him with their doctors, and put him on a path to get back to full health if he's not already there. I mean, I just watched his pro day on YouTube. I tweeted out the link earlier Thursday night. Looked pretty healthy to me there. Uh, so we'll see how he progresses this summer. We'll see if he plays in summer league and really what his prospects are for next season. Denver wanted to get their doctors on him before. They even wanted to make a declaration or say anything about what their plans are going forward with him in terms of getting him on the floor. Let me know what you guys think of the pick. Hit the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSN-8394, 1-800-BSN-8394, or email me, wind.bsndenver.com. Let me know what you guys think of the pick. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Did you want to see Denver do something else on draft night? Let me know. I'm curious because I didn't think the Nuggets were really even going to make a pick here on Thursday evening. They did, and I love the low-risk, high-reward play that they did make with Bull Bull. I want to switch gears a little as I wrap up here because I know we've been talking about what this team is going to look like a lot throughout the summer already. We've still got a long way to go in the offseason, but we spent a lot of hours talking about free agency, talking about trades that Denver can make to upgrade this roster. I asked Tim Connolly Thursday night about free agency and how aggressive the Nuggets are going to be beginning June 30th. That's when free agency starts this year, beginning June 30th. And also... If he thinks this roster can keep improving and take another jump up from within, internally, I want to play for you guys what he had to say. Hey, Tim, with, with free agency right around the corner, how just aggressive do you guys plan to be? And do you look at the group you have now as having the ability to kind of take another step internally? Absolutely. I think uh, we've had the most success when we've shown patience and allowed guys to um, play into bigger roles. So we'll, we will look to better ourselves in the coming weeks, but we're not the least bit um, scared of coming back with largely the same group. So I thought that was 
perhaps the most notable quote to come out of Thursday night. Tim Connolly on for agency, quote, we've had the most success and we've shown patience and allowed guys to play into bigger roles. We will look to better ourselves in the coming weeks, but we're not the least bit scared of coming back with largely the same group. I've been telling you guys, the Nuggets are probably going to be running it back with most of this same roster for a while now. I know that's not what a lot of people want to hear, but I've just tried to give you guys the facts, and I think from that quote, we can pretty much decipher that's what's going to happen. Denver will look to make some additions in free agency, I think. Like I just said, they have like one, maybe two roster spots open. I think just one with the addition tonight, with Chonchar potentially being in play here with the guys that they're likely bringing back. But I would expect Denver to get a wing defender in here or whatnot. But largely, I think you can look at those comments and say the Nuggets will be bringing back most of the same group from next season. And like Tim Conley said right there, they've had success in this run, building from within. They've had success relying on internal growth. And I said this on Wednesday's show, but I don't think people are taking into account the internal growth that could happen on this Nuggets roster next season. From Jamal Murray to even Gary Harris to Nikola Jokic getting better to Malik Beasley and Monte Morris and even a couple other guys in that rotation improving. You've got Michael Porter Jr., who I'm starting to think more and more could be a rotation piece off the bench for this team next season. Obviously, they'll see how he looks in Summer League. Obviously, they're going to take it slow with him, but... There's a lot of internal improvement to be had with this roster, and I think what Tim Conley just said there Thursday night, that leads me to believe that's the direction they're heading. I'm going to get out of here, guys. It's late Thursday night. Hope you enjoyed the draft. Let me know what you think of the Nuggets selection of Bowl Bowl. Let me know your thoughts. Call into the Total Beverage Fan Hotline, 1-800-BSNA-394. Or email me, wind at bsndenver.com. Friday morning, I'll have kind of an inside, maybe a little behind-the-scenes look at how the Nuggets landed Bull Bull because they were aggressive in trading up to get him. He was a guy who they valued very highly. So keep an eye out for that if you're a subscriber. Again, if you're not a subscriber, bsndenver.com backslash subscribe. You can get an annual pass that comes out to just $3.33 a month. We'll have a lot of great content coming out of the draft. We'll have a lot of great content here in the next couple weeks around Summer League and free agency. With that deal, you also get a free t-shirt from the BSN Denver Locker. And don't forget to download the BSN Denver app on iTunes and on Android. That's all the time I got for tonight, guys. Talk to you later. Hey, BSN Denver listeners. We're really excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible. Make sure you check them out today. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, and has helped decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is all natural. It's also not psychoactive, and the coffee is rich and tasty. We could not recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout to get your StravaCraft coffee for 20% off and shipped straight to your door.